always thanking the Lord and praying. I admire his honesty and his passion to see people through see people transform. I'm very grateful to have him speak today. Now please let me welcome. Help me welcome Mark Six of who have graduated high school already, and we have one left to go. I have five grandchildren, and I, I do dad pretty much 24-7, amen? And um, I know the challenges and the difficulties that are involved in doing homeschooling. Um, to the graduates, I just want to say to you, you need to appreciate your parents all the work that they have done. Amen? Uh, I want to start with a scripture, Matthew 5, 13 through 16. Uh, Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled upon. You are the light of the world, a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Uh, neither do people light a lamp and then put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand so it gives life, light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, uh, that they may see the good deeds and glorify the Father in heaven. You are salt and light. I feel like I want to turn around and talk to the kids. Please, I'm not disrespecting you. I just want to share some stuff with them. You're salt and light. And you've got to remember, salt flavors, light shines and reveals the beauty of life. And God wants to use you to do that. Some of you don't even realize why your parents decided to homeschool. When God took the Israelites to the edge of the Jordan, he said to Joshua, be strong and courageous. I'm about to take you people into the promised land. Hallelujah. He was about to walk them into the place where he had promised their parents. And their parents were stuck in the desert. And in the desert, it was challenging and difficult. In the desert, they ate manna, which would just show up every morning. And it lasted as long as they could eat it, but at the end of the day, it was done. They learned to survive day by day by God's provision. Their shoes didn't wear out, their clothes didn't wear out, they had everything. And I know sometimes children look at homeschooling as, why can't I do what everybody else does? But God had you in the desert for a reason. He had you in the desert because the Israelites, they were in Egypt for a long time and they had adopted the culture of the world. They had adopted inside of them the belief system of the world. And when your parents gave birth to you, and they held you in their arms, 
just talking as a dad right now. Life changed in that moment. I remember my firstborn son walking out of the hospital and I thought to myself, who entrusted me with this life? I don't even feel qualified to feed and take care of him. So when your parents made a tough decision to say, hey, I am not going to let you be in Egypt and let Egypt train and teach you and have to deal with their ways. I'm bringing you home. We're going to be in a desert for a season. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be difficult. And you know the desert story. God just wanted to be their father, their friend, their leader. He just wanted to fellowship with them. And they were having no part of it. They were so challenged all along the way. Intimacy with God was something so challenging for them. They said, Moses, you, you go. You talk to that burning bush, man, I don't want to have any part of it. They grumbled and complained all along the way. Now, I know these children behind me didn't grumble and complain about being homeschooled, right? No? I don't even want to and I know it's, praise God, it's 2.15, right? Because by 11 o'clock, we're just getting out of bed in the homeschool world, right? I'm glad you're all wearing pants. I thought some would have their jammies on underneath <laughs> their gowns. Y'all saved your games, right, Mike? Whatever. So I remember, man, my sons would be playing games when they're supposed to be doing work, you know? And I'd walk in, turn that off, and then I'd go reach for the plug. You know the line. What's the line? I have to save it first. <laughs> I know it was challenging in the desert. It seemed difficult. And everybody else was doing something different. And you were maybe even admiring that. And the Israelites said the same thing. We had it much better in Egypt. We want to be over there. That's where things are cool. But God sustained them all the way. You see, what you guys need to know Today you're crossing the Jordan. Today you're going over, and whatever it is you said to do, whatever God has for you, some of you are going to go to college, some of you are getting jobs, going to work in the workforce, some of you are getting married, some of you are going to be doing all kinds of things that you've been prepared for in the desert. The desert prepared you. The desert prepared you to trust those who have leadership over you. Trust those that they're going to feed you day by day. Trust those. In essence, trust God when he takes you over the Jordan. There's a war of two kingdoms. Believers, you've got to get a hold of this today. It is more evident today than ever before there's a war of two kingdoms. The kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. And children of God, we are called to be salt and light. And we are supposed to go out there and push back darkness every which way. You see, they kept you home so you didn't get educated by darkness. And what I'm telling you tonight and what I'm sharing with you this afternoon is so important. Because this is where the body of Christ lose so many believers. The journey you're taking today, that crossing over, they get in the world, they get in the job, they get in the school, and all of a sudden, they're not confident of the kingdom of light anymore. And I want to encourage you, mm, darkness is always eradicated by the light. I've been walking this walk since I'm 27 years old, a long time, and there's a lot of challenges. 
But the things that I learned that sustain me in the promised land are the things that I learned in the desert. The things that God challenged me when I didn't have enough. When God said to me, I'll take good care of you. And I'm like, I need more. And the Lord reminded me, his word is enough to sustain you. Amen? There's a war of kingdoms. And your parents took you out of darkness so that you can go out right now. When you leave this place and eradicate darkness. You know, it says that a man whose quiver is full of bloods, you know. I thought about that for years, and it's, it's kind of funny because people said to me when I was younger, and I only had three children, they were like, oh, your quiver's getting full. And I wasn't saved, I wasn't sure what that meant. And then when I found out, it was interesting because if you don't know what a quiver is, it's that basket that holds the arrow on your back. And a good hunter in those days had to make his own arrows. He couldn't run down to academy and buy arrows, or, right? You, took a, you found a branch and you took this branch and you carved this branch smooth and you made it as straight as possible and you put an arrow on the end of that thing and you practice with that thing and you know that the branch is not perfectly straight, right? You know there's little bends and twitches in that branch and you would shoot it out and that thing would drop down to the right. You knew that that one branch would always drop to the right. So when the man of God took his children and he shot them out and he knew that children always dropped to the right, what does the parent do? He shoots it way up to the left so that thing would drop down on its target. There's no perfect child. <laughs> There's no perfect parent. But if you inspired your children to hit the target and you taught them to have joy doing it, you see, I think we're a lot... Uh, there's a lot of angry Christians because we failed. And we didn't know how to get up and find joy. In the desert, you get up and you find joy. Because when you're going to go in that promised land, I promise you, this is, this is exactly what Jesus did. He took Joshua and said, you're crossing the Jordan tomorrow. There's seven nations mightier than you. You're going to have to eradicate them all. When you go into the Jordan, when you go into your promised land, when you're entering school, when you're entering marriage, when you're entering the workforce, there are giants in that land. And you're going to have to rise up and realize God called you to eradicate those giants. God called you to do it. He doesn't want you to go there and act like them and decide that you're going to be saltless and no flavor and put your life under a bushel. He's asking you to go out there and shine amongst men. The good news is right now I want to share something so profound. Some of y'all just didn't like homeschooling at all. But the entire world is homeschooling right now, which is kind of funny. And all of these parents are finding out, oh, that's harder than we thought it was going to be. And they made fun of us for homeschooling for years. And then they woke up and realized, uh, your kid's not truly in a homeschool, is he? We have a challenge. There's a war of kingdoms. I want to give you um, some points, 12 points. I wrote these years ago for my daughter's graduation, and they're applicable today. So here's some tools for you, okay? One, you reap what you sow. In the kingdom of God, you need to understand we always reap what we sow. So sow into God, and sow into the spirit realm. Two, don't settle for ordinary when God has the extraordinary, just a few faith things feet away. 
oftentimes you're hanging on to something that is what you feel is so valuable, but it's not valuable at all. And God wants you to walk around that thing and grab hold of what he has for you. Surround yourself with people who encourage you to love God and love others. Fads come and go, but class is always in style. Don't chase after a man, a belief system, the next big thing. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? He supplies all of your love and validation. When you're alone and you're hurting and you feel like a victim, remind yourself, you've got a good daddy who died on the cross for you. He made a way for you when there was no way. He loves you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And he always says, I love you. I made you. And attaboy, go make it happen. You need to start strong, play by the rules, and run to win. Be a learner, get daily wisdom at any price. Oh, no man, nothing but the loving. Don't give away tomorrow's prosperity today. Don't go in debt. It's not worth it. Eat rice and beans for a year, and you'll have steak for the rest of your life. <clears throat> Think before you speak. That's what we grew up on. Think before you speak. My mother was so good at that because I'm a talker. And when I was a kid, I tended to say things without thinking. And I was constantly reminded to speak. I mean, think before I speak. But today, you don't have to think before you text, think before you post, think before you hit send. Amen? Don't use social media to work out interpersonal relationship issues. It's none of the world's business. Why are we? exposing our problems to the world anyway. Church, we've got to learn how to put up tall walls around our interpersonal problems and solve them in the body by love, loving one another. Regardless of how foolish, how offended, how, how much you've been victimized, forgive, amen? And let it go. Some battles, this is number 12, some battles, are not worth dying for. Don't get in a situation where you're just going to argue and willing it. It's not worth it. Ready? But some battles are. And you really need to seek the Lord on which ones I need to just lay down and give up and which ones I need to go to battle for. Because you know what we need in this generation more than anything? We need heroes in the next generation. The world is walking around submitting and yielding to a foolish belief system. We need men and women who are going to rise up and say, hey, that's not the truth. I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm going to reconcile people back to God. And I'm going, I am willing to even die for a cause. Amen? <clears throat> I want you to, when you're going through situations in life, to remember the joy of your youth. Remember the road trips, the co-op trips. Remember the church youth group trips. Remember, remember the fun you had, the joy you had, stopping at Bucky's, you know, you name it. Six Flags, just have the joy of those memories. But more importantly, remember that when you cross that Jordan, you're making new memories for yourself for the future. New memories for your life and for your family, your future families. Ephesians 2.10 says, 
For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works that God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You need to live that scripture out every day, knowing that you were prepared for such a time as this. There's no mistaking that you're here today. There's no mistaking you're graduating. There's no mistaking you're about to walk over into the promised land. None whatsoever. God be for you. Who can be against you? You need to trust every battle. You need to put the Lord in front of every situation. Whatever you endeavor to do, San Antonio Christian Homeschoolers Graduation 2020. Whatever you endeavor to do, be salt and be light. Amen? I just want to, can I bless them? Is that okay? Father, I just bless these young men and women, and I ask, Lord God, that you show them clearly, Lord God, their call, their purpose, and everything they endeavor to do. Give them ears to hear and hearts to receive, and let them be mighty saints of God. Filled with your glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Parents, thank you for your hard work. Be blessed.